Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. And this is Brooke Marine. And joining us this week, we have a special guest to talk about the first episode of Robin China. If you listen to Pulp, the podcast based on a true story, you know Johnny Flores. Hi. Welcome. We're so excited to have you Thank here you. to talk about this garbage pilot. Yeah. I have been, like, wanting to come on the K-Hole for a while, and I'm so sorry that this is the circumstances under which we're finally meeting. (laughs) Do we want to talk a little bit about, like, your background with Keeping Up with the Kardashians and your interest in the series? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, I did not watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians until I met you. (laughs) 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 like growing up my family was very like oh kim kardashian is this dumb slut whatever and like very dismissive and then there was a point where i like realized that kim was on top of her shit and was like very much keeping up with her from afar like Mm -hmm. i was following her on twitter and like keeping up with her and being like awesome love kim but not watching the show and then it yeah like after we started doing Pulp, and when this podcast came back, I was like, okay, I guess I'll, like, start watching the show. Um, you know how we actually became friends, I think, was playing Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That was when <laughs> we went from, like... Because we had lived together, and just, like... Yep. Ships passing in the night, yep. just been like, we don't know each other, we're not gonna put the effort into, like, <laughs> introducing ourselves. Yep. <laughs> And then through the magic of Twitter and Kim Kardashian Hollywood, uh, the wall came down. Do you still play Kim Kardashian Hollywood? That's a question for both of you. Ashley, you do, right? No, I wish I had the time. (laughs) Oh, man. I have thought about picking it back up. I played through... Like, I got onto the A-list twice. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Um... That's such yeah. an accomplishment. Yeah, because I, I did it first as a with a male avatar, and then I like got bored with it and was like, okay, I'm done with this game, like deleting it. And then I think it was like three weeks later, I was like, I missed the game, so I came back and I did the whole thing again with a girl avatar. I remember that. I remember those tweets. <laughs> yeah, I still have a video. Which I will tweet, and you guys can retweet. But it's the uh, Sarah McLaughlin, I will remember you, with a series of screenshots from my avatar uh, in a number of cute outfits that I really enjoyed styling him in. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. True. I played it for like a week and then I had to quit because I don't have any space on any of my devices. That's so tragic. It is. It's my it's my cross to bear in this life, honestly. Ugh. Well, I think all the listeners should send us a screenshot of their Kim K Hollywood avatars. Or their like Kendall Kylie game avatars because that's also a thing, I think. <laughs> Does anyone did anyone play that game? I never. I did not. I heard about it once. 
I think it's like their their young adult novel. It's just going to fade into the ether. Should we move on? I would say we could move on to IRL news, but nothing happened. This was a really good week for North, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love it if someone could put together... Maybe I should just do this. A lookbook of 2016 Northwest looks. I feel like that is on Kim's app, um, which I do not pay for, but... I. <laughs> I don't either because I don't have space or money. The struggle is real. But I do think that, like, everyone went quiet because they needed to push all of the attention to Rob and China. And for a good reason because this show is not going to last. Are you sure they're going to do, they're even going to air all six episodes? Like, it's that bad. It's worse than I am, Kate. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they start, like, airing back-to-back episodes just to get this over with. I kind of hope they do, because it's, it's, (sighs) there are so many things that are wrong with this show. Like, (laughs) like, aesthetically. (laughs) 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 It's just, like, that's, that's one area we can talk about. This cinematography is just (laughs) disgusting. It's horrible. And second of all, I don't know, like, I don't, I think I'm, I'm so wary of what they're doing with like the class politics of this show. Juxtaposing it with keeping up with the Kardashians because I just, uh, it's like all of a sudden Rob has this sort of like quote-unquote black affectation to his voice it like came out of nowhere it and even my dad noticed it i was watching with my parents and my dad was like why is rob talking like that and i was like you're right he kind of didn't always speak that way and just like the fact that they show the nanny on the show and like talk about china's upbringing as someone who like you know had to work to get to where she is which is great it's just like weird that they're juxtaposing it with the sort of upper middle class white keeping up class politics. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was noticing it and I was thinking that it was directly tied to that shitty filter that they were putting on all of the It B-roll. is. It's supposed to make it's... it like urban, I think. Right, like gritty. Yeah. It's Calabasas. There is nothing gritty about it. But all of the B-roll, the B-roll is in Venice. It's all like Venice Beach. I didn't even pick that up. You're right. Yeah, because Rob is like, oh, there's my exit. And she's like, no. Not anymore, because we live together. Oh, oh my God. I do also think that they are um, recycling B-roll from Keeping Up, though, and they're just throwing that filter over it. And the weird, like, twinkle lights lens flare filter over it to make it look slightly different. But it's so bad because they just... So when they go into, like, the scene, they just cut from filter to no filter. There's no transition. I know. Did they edit this in iMovie? That's what I want to know. Probably. I honestly think they did. They had to, right? <laughs> no Avid here. Yeah. All you need is iMovie. It's free. <laughs> I mean, E is clearly not blowing the budget on this one. No, because they're not going to make any of that money back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rob and China are co-executive producers. Executive producers are Chris Jenner and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. We know the- Chris and Kim are not spending their own money on this show. Hell no. Not even Ryan Seacrest is spending his own money on this show. Clear Blue played an ad during the online version of it that I was watching. And I was just like, I don't know why anybody <coughs> would want to buy a pregnancy test following this episode. They're yeah, this is like the best birth control I think most people could have. Because, first of all, no one should be having children. Because there's too many people on this damn planet. And second of all, there this is just not... That's not what I want. I don't... The thing about reality TV, I feel like with lifestyle, like the lifestyle genre, is that it's supposed to be showing a lifestyle that you wish you lived, but you can't. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to live like this. It's just like... And I'm trying to figure out what exactly, if there's something specific that's really bothering me about this show. And maybe it is the class thing that I mentioned and the like iMovie photo effects, whatever. But... It's just really bad. It's also just boring. It's not compelling in yeah. the way that keeping up is is interesting. Yeah, I just don't think they're selling us really on any of the conflict. Like, I definitely think there is conflict in Rob and China's relationship. They do seem to antagonize each other. But the way the conflict is presented for the show, I just don't believe. And they don't seem to care about it either, so it doesn't give me a reason to care about it. Yeah, the, like, central conflict is a series of text messages that we are not privy to. But apparently, like, in these text messages, Rob accuses her of, like, sleeping with Tyga. And then, like, yeah, it's, like, weird text message drama. Yeah, so... It was just this volley of accusations where she gets a couple of text messages and then Rob is like, who's texting you and like, why can't I look through your phone? And she's like, don't do that because this whole like, you should be able to look at your significant other's cell phone thing is insane. That's not healthy. Don't do that. And then I guess the next day he just like, says that she's being unfaithful because she won't let him look at these text messages and then her logic and i totally think this storyline was written for her and is not genuine is that she assumes that he is cheating on her because he is accusing her of cheating on him but like only i think hyperbolically and then she says are you still texting bitches and he says yes but not in the way that you're implying which i think is the rob sense of humor that we keep hearing about and then (laughs) she just like yells at him on the phone which is totally fair because he's being like flippant and um shitty to her and his jokes are not funny and then she like kicks him out which is should be fine because they've been dating for like six months you can still ghost at that point, as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was three months, Ashley. <laughs> you can ghost at any point, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. But they can't because she's four months pregnant. Yeah, you probably shouldn't ghost anyone at that point. No. And they lock themselves into this because they've apparently been trying since they hit that, that two-month anniversary. Uh, it's just... Yeah. 
I mean, that's the central conflict, and it's just, like, so convoluted and confusing, even if you are a Kardashian stan like we are. Like, even I was like, what's happening? It's boring. It's not interesting. It's Sure, it's fabricated, and it's totally fair that it is, but it's not even... They're not even selling it as believable. China says that she's not emotional and she never cries, which seems true i guess those were crocodile tears for sure i mean we should definitely talk about her sign if we're going to talk about china expressing emotion take it away you know more than i do so nick and i talked about this um but johnny you dug a little bit deeper today we know that black china is a taurus but you looked at her moon yeah she's a pisces moon and i spent like a good 20 minutes trying to find out what her rising sign is and I don't know Um, I feel like everyone should be required to divulge their birth time so you can determine their rising sign (laughs) yeah it should be public knowledge like and then Rob is Pisces yeah Rob is a Pisces yeah with a Libra moon and Aquarius rising Oh, this makes a lot of sense. Watching the episode a second time with this knowledge, I was like, okay. Okay, I get it. I even get her, like, crying about the jam. I was like... Oh, "Mm." yeah. I totally get that. Pisces moon. That's extremely (laughs) relatable. Wait, Ashley, when you told me my chart, didn't you say that I was something am i pisces what am i i can't no <laughs> wait i can do it really fast what no i have i have her chart saved <laughs> she hasn't saved i just remember all i remember is you said something something pisces and i was like they're my they're the opposite of me no you are you're all earth um <laughs> oh true true true. i, true, I think true, your secondary true. triad might have pisces somewhere here it is so do you want me to do your whole chart on air just so everyone knows you can do whatever you want so your sun is in virgo your moon is in taurus your rising is in capricorn oh my god i know (laughs) (laughs) your mercury is in virgo scream about this and i have no idea what it means i can't even remember what it means and ashley you told me like six days ago okay well short version is like earth so all for your earth signs yep mm-hmm. so it's all gonna be like very grounded and like earthy energy and then you've got since you have all three what is the order uh sun and virgo, virgo moon and so taurus the, mm-hmm. the mutable one for your sun taurus moon yes the fixed sign for your moon and then the capricorn rising f- for your rising so you're just like all of the earth energy which i i actually think that that's the best like constellation of earth signs in a primary triad though so just a primer for everyone who did not listen to keeping up with the scorpios featuring nick fiore uh most of the kardashians (laughs) are scorpios which is a fixed water sign Water signs are all about emotion and, like, how you deal with emotion. So Scorpios are a little more active, a little more vindictive, I would say. Uh, Whereas Pisces is a really, like, emotive sign that I have a lot of trouble dealing with in my life. But Kim and Kanye both have Pisces moons. Uh, 
Rob is a Pisces and it's no wonder he feels the way he does when his whole family is Scorpios. And um, China's a Taurus. She's like, which is an, a fixed earth sign. So she's definitely going to butt heads with the Scorpios in this family. But she's also going to like give Rob a lot of stability. I mean, that seems accurate. She's, that's what she's doing, right? She's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I want to know her rising sign, though. I feel like it's a fire sign. I was going to say, I feel like it's a fire sign. I feel like it's Leo. I do, too. But Rob is um, an Aquarius rising. I'm also an Aquarius rising. And, like, if you're trying to be intimate with someone that you have not known for that long and you're fighting through that Aquarius rising, it's tough. I don't know why you would do it. <laughs> Especially if you're a Pisces. You know why? It's because his moon is in Libra and he's like, I just need it to be at balance so that I can like be okay. Yes. <laughs> I need this relationship to work so that I can be okay. Yeah. But he did apparently oh, pursue her for like a year before they got together. Because Yeah, he said that he was waiting for her to text back. <laughs> Yeah, that's something we need to talk about. What? Okay, <laughs> texting what back. Made etiquette? her text back is my question. I At, that's a great question. At what point was she like Robert Kardashian has worn me down? I have to give him a chance, I guess, so he can leave when me she, alone. When she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna scheme my way. I'm gonna scam my way to the top of this dynasty, and this is my entryway." That's when she was like, "I guess I'll text him back." <laughs> definitely can't be mad at her for that right but like what is he bringing to this relationship nothing (laughs) nothing a child i guess and he's pissed that it's not a boy which is just like so come on rob it's 2016 rob Rob 100 percent hates women i mean i think he's just like tired because he has only ever lived with like a ton of women and his only male friend is scott I'm trying to remember his relationship with Adrian Bailon. <gasps> yes. I, I love I Adrian. Like she's great. and I. But I feel like he was pulling a lot of the same shit in that relationship. Where he was very just like, my dad is such a role model for me. And like, I need to be a man. And like, you're a woman. and Yeah. And it seemed maybe a little more acceptable because he was maybe a little more invested in his presentation at the time. You know, grooming. (laughs) Oh, man. He and Scott went to that old-timey barber. He's putting in some effort. The old-timey barber was definitely Scott's idea. Scott loves that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rob was joking that he was only going to get his balls shaved. (laughs) yeah didn't scott ask the man like if you take off your clothes will he shave your whole body or something and the guy had the perfect answer he said if you give me money i'll do whatever (laughs) like i'll do anything (laughs) for money god bless so scott you know was getting paid for this season we know that much i do like that he was not gonna play along and be like oh yeah our normal weekly like 
venture out to the barber shop. He was like, Rob, this is like your maiden voyage. I haven't seen you in so long. <coughs> oh my god. The thing is, like, I enjoy Scott's presence. And I want him to do something important on this because maybe that'll make the next five episodes more bearable. And I guess he tried to do that by talking about how apparently Rob doesn't take his insulin. No. Jesus. So so apparently Rob was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes like kind of a while ago. Everyone thought he was diagnosed in December, but he just had like a diabetes related health emergency and was hospitalized. So he had had type 2 diabetes for some time, like six months or so. And then was hospitalized, started dating China, and then she was like, I'll cook for you or whatever. And he was just like, I'm eating so healthy now that I don't take insulin. Uh, that is not how that works. No. I mean, God. This guy needs help. This. Well, because Scott was like talking about how his dad died of type 2 diabetes like just a few years ago very young and scott was like this this is not a good idea yikes yikes i don't know i don't know rob's health is clearly a narrative that they could include but i i don't think it's probably the state of things is probably a lot more grim than we realize yeah and so they probably can't go there with a lot of stuff that's really true we get that scene where they're like he's weighing himself and it's like kind of cute that black china keeps stepping on the scale but then he's like oh i've gained 20 pounds and they don't really like go anywhere with that yeah i mean like it opens up with the two of them on a hike and he's like if i lose 20 pounds i'm good and it's like okay if that's your goal then sure but also it's just weird that they're like peppering these like weight issues throughout the whole thing without actually having a real discussion about it but i wonder if that's because maybe rob just doesn't want to yeah well i think that it seemed like for a while he was doing better like mentally and physically there was a period where he talked about like losing 20 pounds because she was like cooking for him and like they were working out together but now she's pretty pregnant she's four months pregnant here and is you know eating whatever she wants because she's having a fucking baby and he's like gained the weight back and is becoming pretty sedentary again and they're talking a lot about rob being depressed again but it really seems like he's kind of on the decline yeah i mean it doesn't seem his mental and physical health they just don't seem good is is all i'm saying yeah when they break into his house (laughs) his like his bedroom is not looking good no it was scary there's also no furniture in his house i thought that faye resnick decorated his whole home there's no maybe she did she move some of that stuff into china's house china has a nice house she does that could be it i also feel like that might have just been like a promo for faye resnick's interior decorating services and then they took the furniture back it was all rented yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Where's Meredith Bayer when you need her? Oh my god. Maybe Chloe just no. Maybe Courtney just took it all out and was just like, Faye did such a bad job. She was like, "This is not furniture for a man." I think it's also interesting that one of the other okay so like going back to what you were saying about them you know both sort of getting into these this argument about keeping like their phones a secret from one another but then they're supposed they have that expectation but then they also have the expectation that they'll keep secrets together away from the rest of the family like they're both going to not tell the family the gender sex whatever of the baby I don't know it's just it's just dumb it's dumb it was a dumb pop b plot well i guess i would have preferred if that were more central because i liked I, seeing chris and china interact because it was like super embarrassing because you can tell that chris hates her yeah <laughs> i feel like the purpose of that b plot was a give every give this episode a hook which is the gender reveal because the audience gets to find out in this episode that they're having a girl and they did like hype that up on twitter quite a bit but then the other purpose of this plot was to set up the rob is a mama's boy conflict that's apparently going to continue through the next five episodes which is just that china thinks that rob is too reliant on his mom and that chris is coddling him which is 100 percent true true for sure but it's just not very compelling because, like, the idea is supposed to be that they're going to do this, like, gender reveal, which is bullshit. Gender reveals are, like, so weird and heteronormative in the first place. But the idea is that China's so invested in the idea of planning this really awesome gender reveal that she becomes upset at Rob for disclosing the gender of the fetus to his mother. Yeah, and then she goes back to Chris at the end for, like, help or advice or something. Right, and Chris is like, oh, Rob isn't going to get better unless you, like, make him feel good about himself first. And, like, you should do all of this emotional labor so that Rob can just not... Yeah, he's coddled. A hundred percent, but... Yeah, he also comes over to the house and Chris makes him that delicious <coughs> turkey bacon. Yeah, she said it didn't... Wait, what did she say that it tastes like? Rubber. <laughs> Rubber. <laughs> yeah, turkey Which... bacon's, like, not good, in my opinion. In my, just, that's good. just my onion. <laughs> but um, Chris is not selling me on this plotline either. Chris can use usually sell any kind of conflict because I genuinely believe that she is that vindictive of a Scorpio that she can take personal slight at literally anything. But this plotline requires her to like say nice things about China, who she refers to as Angela. And then, <laughs> and China calls tell her us Miss Chris. She... Yeah. <laughs> like, 
That's not the most formal and uncomfortable way to refer to your future mother-in-law. I get it. I I don't know. It seems like something that I would call my friend's mom when I was like 13. And she was like, I didn't want to call her Miss Jenner, but she'd be like, just call me Chris. And I'm like, well, my parents would like kill me if I called an adult by their first name. So I'll just settle for like a happy medium of Miss Chris. But it's like, you're a 30 year old woman and you're having this man's child. I think you can maybe call his mother by her first name. I don't know. Yeah, especially considering that China's been friends with the family for years, which they also talk about in this episode. Yeah, she talks about her relationship with Kim first. Yeah, and there they was talk that about weird how they scene met. with that painting. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and Scott you asked can, if it was a can. dartboard. Oh my god! <laughs> and China's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like China's really not hiding her bitterness and i get that i am for that 100 percent. but this show is not shaping up to be what it was written as no and like this is something that i i feel like if the narrative had just been we're gonna prove the haters wrong we're gonna be super in love and it's gonna be really cute and we're gonna triumph over both of our families who don't want us together and it's just going to be this six-episode-long love fest, and we're having a kid, and we're super happy about it. I honestly think it would have been a better show. Yeah. Would have also been boring, but more But it's still boring. They're boring. Both of them are boring, and both of them can't tell a story. Well, I think China a little bit could, if she's in the right environment with, with other people who can also sell a story, but... Yeah, I Rob's think boring as hell, and so is her family. So are her friends. I don't care about any of these tertiary characters. Oh my god, no, not at all. They're trying to sell us on Paige, like the official Keeping Up with the Kardashians Twitter account tweeted today. Who fell in love with Paige? No one. You're trying to turn her into this like caricature of a sidekick. <laughs> Johnny, you liked her though, right? I did like Paige. Mostly because I felt like she was the only one who was like reacting appropriately to anything in this episode. That is true. Like <laughs> when yeah, when Black China starts crying about the jam, she's like, You ate it you ate it. You ate the jam. <laughs> 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 She's the one who gets the key to break into Rob's house. Like, when they're in the car and Black China is, like, and they're on the phone, she's just sitting there in her hoodie just like, this is bullshit that, like, I do not want to get involved in. Like... I mean, that's true. I also... I just feel like she's a Libra, so I... I have no basis for saying that other than, like, I felt a connection to her, so. <laughs> I mean, hey, I do Johnny, see when, it. when is your birthday? September 29th, so I'm also a Libra. Oh, it's coming up close. Yeah, Happy it is. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, so they have to add these new cast members because apparently the only people from Keeping Up who are appearing on this show are kim chris and scott that's it so they have to add in all of china's friends who i like don't care about i'm sure i don't care they seem sweet they seem sweet that's 
but I don't care. But that doesn't make a compelling reality TV character. What was the summer spinoff last year? Um, oh, it was I Am Kate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Iconic. And the year be- okay. <laughs> the year before that was maybe Hamptons, I think. Yeah. I definitely had somewhere I wanted to go, and I just forgot it because I'm getting a lot of texts about Sex in the City right now. Which which part of Sex in the City are people texting you about? Yeah. We had a group of four women together, so I was like, okay, we're going to see who's what Sex in the City character, because we were already talking about Sex in the City. And right. I was like, I'm a Miranda because I'm the Miranda okay. of any group. Hands down. There's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> And so we told one of my friends that she was a Charlotte and everyone agreed, but she's not happy about it, which I think is the hallmark of being a Charlotte. Right. Nobody wants to be the Charlotte. Well, Charlotte doesn't even think that she's the Charlotte. Charlotte thinks that she's the Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I mean, I would say generally I'm a Miranda, but I I think it's maybe it's similar to like when you do astrological signs and you have to do like... um, your like I think sign is. your sun and your moon like i would say like my rising sun is miranda and rising moon is charlotte and i'm i will own up to that i think like i'm major major miranda minor charlotte you know what i mean wait i, th- I kind of want- <laughs> yeah no do it do it do it do it <laughs> because i feel like I, my son is in Carrie, but not just because it's like everybody wants to be a Carrie, but because she's like a mess, <laughs> but also like kind of fabulous. And then my moon is definitely Miranda and my ascendant is Samantha. I love that. Samantha's not even on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my third one is, is Carrie. Definitely no Samantha here. Wait, Ashley, do yours. Yeah, so my my son is definitely Miranda. I think my rising, no, my moon is in Carrie. It's like my moon in Gemini. Mm, I might want to switch mine, but yeah. I think my rising is also in Miranda, though, is the thing. I could see that. That's just me. I've had so many people in my life watch Sex in the City and then text me and say, you're Miranda, because it's just true. I just googled Carrie Bradshaw and she is a Gemini, June 15th, 1966. Yes. Big as an Aries, just FYI. Oh. Duh. Miranda's <laughs> definitely an air sign. Charlotte might be a Virgo. And wouldn't that make sense? I Did she have the, like, because Virgos are supposed to have that, like, hidden side that you get to come find out about. And Charlotte does not have that. I feel like the she hidden tries. side. I feel like the hidden side might be her second marriage, though. Charlotte's okay. cancer. Okay. Oh, duh, Charlotte. Okay, I can see why when they conceived of that character, they were like Charlotte's a cancer. So crazy that they're like fifty now in the universe of the show. It's crazy that Sex and the City two happened. Yeah. Oh my god. It's also crazy how bad this pilot was that we could talk about Sex in the City for the rest of this episode and I would be fine. That's so true. It's, it's so, so true. Bad. It's so bad. Okay. I did have something else. Yeah, oh, have- Nanny Joy is the other 
new cast member that we're introduced to. And she's introduced uh, sort of as seemingly as like China's Chris character. I don't really know. But she's she, like yeah. th- there to give China advice like in her function on the show. But she is also a nanny and they do show her like hanging out with King. Um, especially because like China's pregnant and she can't like go jump on a trampoline or whatever. Um, and it's really interesting because the cut just did this article that I thought was really good about how um, the Kardashians do use nannies. Like I think most of them, like Courtney and Kim have multiple nannies that are never shown on the show. Yeah, I read that as well. And I think that's definitely a deliberate move that the producers have made to give them like I don't know to make them seem what's the word I'm looking for I don't know my brain is so fried from watching this damn pilot that I can't even think but just read the article it's a good article (laughs) but it's interesting it's yeah I mean it's it's definitely supposed to contrast with Rob and China who have you know they have their nanny around and like they talk about how I don't know. Like I said, like, I think they're going for this quote-unquote urban affect. Yeah, they have China be like, who made this chicken? There's not enough spice on the chicken. And, like, Kim right. would never... Kim was like too busy feeding kitchen. people placenta. In- like, she would never... <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean... On the show, whenever the kids aren't with them and someone asks, like, where is North? Where is Penelope? Whatever. The answer is never, like, with a nanny or with a babysitter. It's always, like, with their dad or with Chris or with another family member. And I wonder, like, how this is supposed to make China look as a mom or if they're trying to, like, play up this idea of, like, what single working motherhood looks like as though... Again, Courtney and Kim definitely have multiple nannies. Mm-hmm. And they have to. I mean, there's no way that they could do all of the things that they do without no. having that kind of assistance. And that's totally fine. And, and I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, think through and con- conceptualize what I think the narrative is that they're trying to establish with this. But I'm also, like, maybe, maybe it's not even a thing that they've considered but it has to be like that had to be deliberate yeah china also has a like dear woman poem taped above her sink i don't know if you guys saw this i did not see that um (laughs) but i was like yeah like it just struck me as such the thing that like a single working mother would have like oh, here I am doing the dishes and I have my, like, aspirational poem that's like, yeah. Like, I think they are on one hand trying to present China as being, yeah, like, more working class and, like, um, more of the, like, single working mother than Kim or Courtney or any of the Kardashians Mm -hmm. because they've kind of just, like, transcended that into being superstars Mm -hmm. um but at the same time the show presents her as just being so like 
I don't know. Her arc this episode, I just... It made me so angry. That, like, we don't get to see the logical steps in between any of her actions. Yeah. She's, like, really angry, and then she's throwing flowers in the pool... And she, then she kicks him out, and then she's like, I haven't heard from you in 24 hours. Like, you need to be texting me immediately. And they, like, are portraying her as being, like, erratic and out of control. And so I'm like, I don't... Yeah. I don't get it. Especially when, like, she is the one who got Rob back on track, and now this is, like... I don't know. Right. It's, it's too many mixed this. messages. It's too many mixed signals. They're trying to tell two different, two, three, four, five different narratives. And it's not like, it's so convoluted. And it's not like China is a good, and Rob are both good enough actors to sell us on this. Like, we would put up with this, with this type of shit if it was Kim. Because we know her. Yeah. But you can't do that. You can't do that when, when China's new. Oh, I think Chloe could have really sold the storyline. I think Scott could have really sold the storyline. I mean, Courtney could have sold it at the, you know, degree to which she sells any storyline. I mean, not super well, but, you know, she can do it. Yeah, like, I would... She would show up. She would show up. She would have some lines you know, to fill in the logical gaps. But I wonder if the problem is also those rumors that Rob wasn't showing up to filming because when he and China are apart, we aren't getting a ton of footage of Rob unless he's at his mother's house. That's true. That is true. They even, yeah, go to his house and he's not there. And then they go to chris's house to be like is he here and she's like no and that's why they end up having that like chat fake ass heart to heart it's just (laughs) see i wish instead of just trying to like ignore that problem and fill in the gaps they would just go totally Lindsay and cut to the crew like standing around trying to find and film rob yes I, I need to rewatch that. Lindsay on own. I think I've said that publicly before. I did love that series. Mini I feel series. like it would be really boring to watch again because so much of it is just Lindsay not showing up and then lying about things. But I would definitely watch a super cut of that sh- of that series. Yeah, like I want like a one hour long super cut of the best parts of each episode. Because a lot of the episodes yeah. were me like waiting for her to do something. Or waiting for Oprah. Or Lindsay unpacking clothes. Mm-hmm. And, like, not being able to get out of bed until 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Which, like, relatable, you know? But. Yeah. Yeah. This retrograde has hit me so hard. I'm fucked up, honestly. All of my devices, all of my. Yes. Yes. I had to clean, I had to purge and clean my entire room. I've cleaned everything. I just got rid of over half of my closet because I needed something to like counter, counteract that bad energy yeah. from, if that makes That's sense. What Mercury in retrograde in Virgo is all about though. Cleaning your room. Organizing your life, getting your shit together, but don't make any commitments. Wait, Wait this is the best, this is the best thing. 
I have. <laughs> so I ordered these clear sleeves for magazines, and <laughs> tomorrow or maybe Thursday, one of the things that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through my magazines and I'm gonna go buy magazine and then chronologically and then store them and archive them in these plastic sleeves so that they're like, they're like acid free. So it's like keeps the collection. It's like polypropylene or whatever. And then I'm going to organize them all. It's just going to feel so good. Oh, my God. You, know? you are a Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, and yeah, the thing is, like, that that's a treat. <laughs> that's a treat for me. That's a treat. I can't wait to do it. Like, I can't <gasps> wait to sit there for six hours oh my organizing God. and archiving and saving my old magazines. <sighs> but this is why your son in Virgo... Capricorn rising is such a good combination. If you're going to have all three earth signs in your primary triad, they should be in this order. Well, and the Taurus moon, like the satisfaction you're going to get from your belongings, like. Mm, yes. My mom was like, you'd be a great employee. And I was like, yeah, I know. Explain why I don't have a job. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'd be a great employee. And if any future employers could see what I have done with this space, they'd hire me in a heartbeat. But here I am living in my family's home. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> let's go back to the fact. Okay, let's go back to like a couple of things that were troubling. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask RE the phone thing. This whole, like, you should be able to look in your significant other's phones situation. I feel like this has become weirdly normalized. The idea that you should be able to look through your significant other's phones. That's insane. I would never let anyone do that. If I gave someone my password to, like, open up my phone and, like, call 911, I would change my passcode. Yeah, I mean, like, no one has any of my passwords, any of my passcodes, and no one's ever going to get them and I think I would never expect to have that type of information from a partner like I would never expect that that's fucked up you don't ask you don't ask to use someone's computer you don't look inside of people's phones without asking but like also don't even bother asking in my yes. opinion it's I'm not like, even yeah I'm, I'm super free with the passcode to my phone but only among like friends that I know would never break that boundary but like I would never tell a significant other that because it was just like oh well if that friend like needs to get into my phone to change whatever is playing on Spotify like fine because I know that that's the only thing that they would do on my phone but like no a significant other would never get into the vault like right and I don't even have anything to hide it's just the principle of someone looking through my things. Like, I don't know, yeah. like, my phone, my devices are so personal to me, and I can't help that, but they are. They're essentially me. Like, this is me. Right. This is, like, everything that I that, yes. is, that constitutes me. And that's a very, that's a extremely trusting thing to let someone in like that. Yes. Whether it's looking in your devices or, like, letting them into your heart, it's still asking a lot. <laughs> it's, it's still that's like, and I would never ask. I would never ask someone to like give me the their passwords and stuff. I would never cross yeah. that line, no matter how well we know each other. Yeah, 
I was just gonna say it's not even that I don't want to be asked it's also that I don't want to know this shit about people we have these boundaries for a fucking reason exactly ignorance is bliss there's some shit that you're just never meant to find out like for example I think too much about the about outer space and immediately the rest of my week is ruined I should have never known that shit human beings were not evolved we're not supposed to have evolved to the level that we have Yep. in the anthropocene that was and we 100% should not a know <laughs> we should not know all of the things that we know technology is supposed to help us but it's made us know things that we were that doesn't it doesn't help being alive it doesn't help me it doesn't make being alive any easier actually like, i had a thought last night when i was falling asleep that i think both of you will totally get so i was thinking about how like we have all of these coping mechanisms for making our meaningless existence like more bearable Oh, yeah. Life is all about coping mechanisms. It's yeah. literally all we're doing every second of the day. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> art, coping mechanism, literature, yeah. academia, the pursuit of knowledge, science, whatever. That's all a coping mechanism. But, you know, the one thing that we've invented that strikes me as, like, the most harmful and not helpful coping mechanism that we have instituted? Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, that is the gist of everything that's wrong with the world. Um, consumer culture is evil, and there's no way to be an ethical consumer, and there's no way to be an ethical, like, entrepreneur. Like, it's no. all bad. Watch Mr. Robot on USA. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, that's not a plug, but, like, it's a plug. But, you know, yeah, you're right, Ashley. <laughs> number one harmful coping mechanism is capitalism but like wouldn't maybe this is i just want to preface what i'm saying so that whoever listens to this i don't want people coming at me saying that i sound stupid for saying what i'm about to say i want to preface what i'm about to say by saying it is 10:30 on a tuesday and i just told you all that i spent my entire day three days really organizing my room and cleaning stuff and selling stuff and donating so my mind is spent do you think that maybe i'm sure there's some sort of theory about this but do you think that maybe there was like was capitalism or capitalistic ways of coping or whatever were they sort of always already going to happen because then you have like accelerationism which is like the theory of like the opposite which is like well we have this capitalism thing what if we accelerate it to its extreme so that it implodes do you know what i mean yeah I sound like crazy. No, no, I totally <laughs> got what you were saying. <laughs> but the problem with accelerationism, I learned this recently, is that it's like, it's something that the alt-left and alt-right, like, extremists on both ends have in common, is that they they want it. That's where we meet in the circle. Yeah, it's pretty scary. But anyway, um, <laughs> capitalism's evil reality tv is another coping mechanism that falls under that umbrella but doesn't my point is like doesn't that fuck you up to start thinking about these sort of things doesn't yes. this sort of ruin yeah. your evening and ruin your life and you're like god i wish that i just never even got to this point it's kind of like looking into your significant other's phone it's like if i just wish i never saw it i don't want to see it right i yes. don't want to see that i want to get back to rob though because <laughs> i have some beef to pick with rob um that yes. starts with the phone thing. Yes. Like, he wants her passwords to the phone, which, as we've all agreed, is, like, out of line. 
He repeatedly calls her, like, the mother of his child and not his fiance. He's, like, hell-bent on having a boy um, to carry on the family name, which Scott, like, gives him some shit about, some well-deserved shit. Like, oh, you think you're going to be the one who, like, (laughs) puts the Kardashian name on the map, Rob? Um, And then, like, when he finds out that he's not having a son... Or, like, the baby, the fetus, isn't, doesn't have a penis. He's like, oh, I'm sure that this, that I'm going to have the same relationship with my daughter that I had with my dad. Which is just, like, that's not, like, the ideology still behind it is, like, fuck. And so I'm just, like, really not okay with Rob, and I just needed to get that off my chest. I'm with you. The other, like, weird producer line, though, that I think ties into that is the fact that so there's this really early talking heads where Rob is, like, and King is, like, the best boy in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, we're we're gonna see, like, Rob and King interacting more. We don't really get a ton of that in this episode. There's a couple of scenes where, like, again, clearly there's this impetus to, like, okay, shoot a scene together, we need some B-roll. Um, but then when they're at the doctor's office and the doctor says like, oh, you have a boy at home and China says, I do. And Rob says, I don't like you are living with that child. You do have a a boy in your home. Yeah. And the way he said it was so standoffish. It sounded like something that like a four year old would say when they found out that their sibling got ice cream and they didn't, you know, like, yeah, are you childish? exactly we talked a little bit about this i don't remember if we talked about this before we started recording or not but rob always been shitty and he's always had this weird sense of humor that the family has written off and been like rob is so funny rob is not funny rob is an asshole and like nothing he says is ever funny yeah he's completely nonsensical and he's not funny i don't understand what this like famous sense of humor is because kim is funny Courtney is funny. Chloe is funny. Even Kylie can be funny. Kendall is not trying to be funny, so, like, I won't even say that she is. But, like, everyone goes on and on about how funny Rob is. And it's like, I haven't laughed once at anything that he's ever said. Because he just says socially inappropriate things, and the only way to save face is by pretending he is funny. And he can get away with it, too, because, like, you know, mama's boy or whatever. He frustrates me. And that's kind of why I don't really like this series, because I I care more about finding out what happens with China and less about Rob. Mm-hmm. But then her friends and family were boring anyway. So I think that the only way for this to end and me to feel satisfied is for them to decide like we're breaking up, but we're gonna be like we're gonna do our best to do the responsible co-parenting like Tyga is not being a responsible co-parent but like Rob is gonna get his shit together and like I'm really hoping that this baby will Nicole Richie him but I have no hope for this man oh my god Nicole's doing great now um yeah we also talked a little bit about how rob is taking on like 
an AAVE affectation. I don't know if this is how he's been talking to himself for three years or if he was like, all right, I'm making my on-camera debut with my black girlfriend and this is how I sound now. Mm-hmm. Uh, linguists have dropped the V, actually. Not to, like, <laughs> mansplain that, but as a linguist, I really felt the need to jump in and be like... Yes. Well, actually, African-American. I mean, it was helpful because I didn't know that they dropped the V. I think, well, I think it's, a, like, one of those self... Uh, referential things but like the idea that's classifying it as a vernacular right. was like ghettoizing it for right sure. for sure <laughs> no I definitely noticed that he was doing that and it bothered me cause it's just not real like like I'm thinking back to the last time he was publicly dating a girl well on the show oh and that was Adrian. I almost said publicly dating, and then I was like, well, Rita Ora never appeared on this show. Yeah, Rita Ora. Um, when they did that, like, montage of photos of Rob and Rita Ora together after they broke up, but they were talking about why Rob was depressed on the show, they had to blur her face out. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't hate her. I know that's controversial. It's a very unpopular opinion I have, which is that she doesn't bother me. I think that that's the only opinion that counts. Is just like Rita. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? Who her? is she? Egg? She's... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but yeah, one. the last time he was with Adrian, he was not behaving this way. I mean, he was behaving this way. He wasn't speaking in an AAE dialect affectation but it's so much has also changed over the last three years like three years ago he i don't actually remember when this happened but he was like i'm gonna go to law school obviously didn't and then there was a period where like he was only following porn bots on twitter which was like yeah <sighs> i forgot about that Oy. yeah that's when i knew he was he was going through something <laughs> The one other thing I want to bring up, though, before we do power rankings is when China's crying over the jam, mm-hmm. and that scene starts, and she's facing away from the camera, and she turns around, and you can see the tear tracks, and she's making, like, a crying voice. I feel so confident that a production assistant, like, dripped visine onto her lower eyelids and then had her <laughs> turn and face the fridge before that scene started definitely she even says to Paige that she doesn't cry or is it to Nanny Joy I think to Paige because Paige is just like you ate that jelly (laughs) (laughs) she was like are you really gonna sit here and cry over some jam that you already ate it was still a very relatable scene because I myself (laughs) have totally flipped out over a foodstuff item that I ate <laughs> but it was really all 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 about something else in the end yeah relatable for sure I don't do that and I think that's just because I feel too comfortable like running out and growing going to the grocery store when I already have food at my house 
like i have a shit ton of food in my house and i went to the grocery store twice today (laughs) before 5 p.m i mean i definitely yeah i've cried over food i've cried over the 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 empty contents of my fridge especially when i lived alone it was like but but really what i was upset about was the fact that i was responsible for myself and (laughs) no one was there to do anything for me i wasn't really upset about the fact that i ate the m&ms you know yeah means that i have to go to cvs and buy some more m&ms i do want to ask though like okay how do you think the keeping up with the kardashians writing room is assembled and how do you think this writer's room was assembled like what is the holdover because i really think that like whoever writes for chloe like whoever's doing the chloe storylines is working on china in my head i'm imagining that scene from kill bill where lucy Liu is like standing at the head of the table and that's chris jenner and she's like screaming <laughs> at people <laughs> saying that she'll collect their fucking heads if they mess up yeah that's what i think it that's kind of the vibe that i imagine yeah and when then, chris is there but when chris isn't there it's a different vibe yeah and i think kim in that case is go-go for sure Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> I love this. I want someone to Photoshop this together. Uh, I mean, I have unlimited time on my hands, and I just downloaded iOS 10, so I'll probably do that. Um, I feel like the writer's room for Robin China is a lot closer to the 30 Rock writing room. Like, Chris is Jack Donaghy. Oh, yes. And just like some somebody is Liz Lemon who's just like I can't <laughs> Ryan Seacrest is Liz Lemon <laughs> oh my god Ryan Seacrest is Liz Lemon for sure oh my god whoa sorry I'm just mesmerized by iOS 10 oh wow. I haven't tell me if I should download it I... I'm having fun I heard you should, like, wait a week because it's been kind of buggy. Oh, I'm sure. It's probably going to destroy my phone. It's already, like, super hot. So they redesigned the emoji. Okay, I do feel like the the way these emojis are animated, though, this was, like, this is, like, The Sims 3. This is when they hit the Valley of the Uncanny. Yo. (laughs) This kind of looks like Saint West, this little saint one. The angel? Yeah. It looks more like Saint. Oh, you can't. If Kim would fix the angel emoji in Kimoji. So it would look like her fucking son. <laughs> yeah. And not John Benny Ramsey's head. Let's go into power rankings. Yes, power rankings. So it's really hard to figure out who's ranking in this episode because everybody sucks, but I don't know. Who do you say is at the bottom? Rob is at the bottom because Rob can't even show up to film his damn series and he can't even get a full executive producer credit on his fucking show. <laughs> That's true. And like the only person that could be directly on top of him and like almost at the bottom is Scott for doing nothing. But telling him to take his insulin medicine, yeah. which is good. Delivering his lines. Mm-hmm. Although, what is that weird-ass anecdote 
that Scott starts telling where he's like, oh, yeah, it was, like, messed up. You were in the hospital. That's yeah. And then Bob's like, yeah, I had a needle sticking out of my uh, neck. And then Scott's like, oh, I guess we're divulging that. <laughs> like, <laughs> speaking of is... needles, like, <laughs> you should I... take your insulin. I think it's when um, Rob was, like, hospitalized for his diabetes in December. A scant yeah. two to three months before he started a trying for a baby with his new girlfriend and stopped taking his insulin whatever speaking of girlfriends china's number four she can't even like this is this is really pitiful because it's their show and they're at the bottom of the list in the first episode they're not even at the top of their own producer credits though page comes in at number three right above china she finds the key to get into rob's house and uh manages to stay out of the drama to the she 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 keeps it real yeah she's like you ate the jam don't come after me about the jam like the jam is not on me i'm not going down for this jam I want to see the results of that keeping up with the Kardashians poll. Who fell in love with Paige? Because I'm going to go vote in it right now just so that Paige doesn't get a 0% vote. <laughs> I did fall in love with Nanny Joy a little bit though because she mm-hmm. I don't know if she has a performance background but like she is perhaps <laughs> the strongest actor among this cast. She has some real advice and she's just she's doing two jobs at once. She's a cast member on this show, and she's being a really great nanny with King. And she seasoned the chicken healthily. <laughs> she did. She said, that's healthy, don't come after me. Yeah, her sitting China down on the couch and being like, I'm gonna talk to you like a mother talks to her daughter. Like, that alone is worth some power ranking. For oh, prestige. yeah going to your employer and just being like look you sign my checks but today I sign your emotional checks speaking of signing checks the person who (laughs) is signing and receiving the most checks for this entire train wreck is none other than Miss Kris Jenner Miss Kris she's at the top of the list because I can't believe she pulled this shit off but here we are (laughs) She's having a sit down with Angela. She's using a voice that is about a full octave higher than she usually uses on this show when she talks to Angela. It's so true. It's so condescending. She's making so much money off of this. It's it's probably disgusting. When well, I said earlier that the only way that this could end and I would be happy is that like they end up co-parenting together, I lied. The only way for this to end is for Black China to be like, you guys are all garbage. Like, me and my two children are gonna just, like, go live a fabulous life. I feel like that's what she really wants, too. So weird, at the beginning of the episode, she's like, ladies, get you a Rob. Like, no. (gasps) No. No. No, No. thanks. That entire... We didn't even dissect that. 
But for them to sit down and she's like, he's always like, do you need support? Blah, blah, blah. And then we don't see any of that in the episode. It's like just the most transparently like. Maybe the idea was to do six episodes of just like, we're so in love. Fuck the haters. This was a great idea. And then Rob refused to show up for filming. And that's why we're getting this mess. That's what it seems like. I think that like what we saw in the beginning, like that specific talking head segment could very well be like the teaser reel that sold the network that they shot in like March. Mm-hmm. Probably. And then Rob just stopped showing up to this relationship. Even the, yeah, even the like stop texting bitches conversation. She's like facing she re- she's not facing the camera. Yeah. At one point, I did see that there's, like, the green bar at the top. So she is on the phone with someone. I but don't, I like, that I could don't think it was Rob. Anyone. Because if they had had that big, you would have seen that it said, like, not Rob Kardashian. Right. Which, I mean, they easily could have fixed. But still. I mean, there's more drama to unfold. We saw in the preview. There's a scene where, like, Kim sits China down and is, like, if my boyfriend didn't talk to me for five days, that's not okay. Yeah, that's really not okay. Yeah, it's not, especially when you're expecting a child together. As an advocate of ghosting, I'm going to tell you that that's not okay. Damn. If a ghosting advocate says it, (laughs) then you know it's not okay. Kim would never let that happen absolutely not chloe wouldn't even really let that happen okay i feel like chloe would be the one who would be like calling nonstop and being like pick up the phone or like i'm blocking your number i feel like kim would just be like oh you're gonna be gone for a few days i understand that like you're gonna be incommunicado and it doesn't bother me because i am the like strong and aloof one in this relationship yeah you also just described the difference between a Leo and a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's a Leo, right? No, she's a Cancer. One of them is a Leo. Kylie uh, is a Leo. Okay, well, still. Kim would react that way because she's a Libra. <laughs> yes. Well, with that, though, we should uh, move on to plugs. Thank you guys again for having me. Um, I hope to come back again sometime soon. To talk about not this show. Um, (laughs) I'd love to actually catch up with the Kardashians and both of you. Um, If you want to catch up with me, you can do that on Twitter at at Lil J Flores. um, Or by listening to Pulp, the podcast based on a true story, which I host with Ashley. We release new episodes on Mondays and... The next episode coming out is going to be Snowden, uh, Oliver Stone's Snowden biopic. We last talked about Stone when we did his W biopic, so it'll be fun. This will be a good retrospective. You can always follow me on social media at BRKMRN, especially on Twitter, which is pretty much my only active social media right now. I think I've been doing pretty well. 
you can follow the K-Hole on Twitter as well. Brooke does our social media, and I love our social media presence because Brooke does it. Um, we're at the K-Hole Podcast, and we are also on Facebook. You can find us under the K-Hole Podcast. Please don't forget to rate uh, our podcast on iTunes, leave us a review, um, and subscribe so that you can get our episodes as they come out. We're going to be covering all of Robin China before we thankfully head back into the rest of season 12 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's going to be a really long six weeks. Um, and you can follow me on my journey at Ashley Brandt or on a couple of other podcasts, including Pull Up the Podcast Based on a True Story. Really excited to cover Snowden and talk about Joseph Gordon Levitt's career choices there. And yeah, I've seen that. We're back talking about Werner Herzog and Lo and Behold, which was a great movie. We talk a lot about internet culture and why it's not acceptable to look at someone's browser history. And you can always listen to Twin Peaks Peaks. It's fall. It's Twin Peaks season. So feel free to get into that. And with all those plugs having been plugged, I think it's time to say goodbye. And thank you again to Johnny. We loved having you. This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.